A reading from the first book of Kings. Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of the whole community of Israel. And stretching forth his hands toward heaven, he said, Lord, God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven above or on earth below. You keep your covenant of mercy with your servants who are faithful to you with their whole heart. Can it indeed be that God dwells on earth? If the heavens and the highest heavens cannot contain you, how much less this temple which I have built? Look kindly on the prayer and petition of your servant, O Lord my God, and listen to the cry of supplication which I, your servant, utter before you this day. May your eyes watch night and day over this temple, the place where you have decreed you shall be honored. May you heed the prayer which I, your servant, offer in this place. Listen to the petitions of your servant and of your people Israel, which they offer in this place. Listen from your heavenly dwelling and grant pardon. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. My soul yearns and pines for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the, and the swallow a nest in which she puts her young. Your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. Blessed they who dwell in your house, continually they praise you. O God, behold our shield and look upon the face of your anointed. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. I had rather one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I had rather lie at the threshold of the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. When the Pharisees with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed. The purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned him. Why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, Well did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandments, but cling to human tradition. He went on to say, How well you have set aside the commandment of God in order to uphold your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever curses father and mother shall die. Yet you say, if someone says to father and mother, any support you might have had for me is korban, meaning dedicated to God, you allow him to do nothing more for his father or mother. You nullify the word of God in favor of your tradition that you have handed on, and you do many such things. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we're getting into this uh, interaction between Jesus now and the Pharisees. Uh, so today we hear about the, the various uh, laws of ritual washing. Tomorrow we're going to hear about uh, the food, the relationship to food. And um, so the Pharisees, and we, we've preached about them a million times before, but they're, they're not into the spirit of the law, but the letter of the law. So Pope Francis, uh, he's been giving these uh, Wednesday audiences 
uh, you know, he, the Pope always gives a Wednesday audience, and usually it's a time for him to give a little catechesis, kind of like a, a talk on some aspect of the faith. And he's been doing a series on uh, the vices and the virtues. And he gave a talk, I think it was earlier in January, one of his talks was on, on gluttony, uh, which is really interesting. Uh, gluttony, one of the seven deadly sins. And he basically is saying, and he's taking it from Jesus and, and Jesus' interaction with the Pharisees, food itself isn't the problem. It's our relationship to food. And the Pope says, show me a person's relationship to food and I'll show you their relationship to God. So gluttony is a disordered relationship to, to food. And you could use it with other things as well, you know, material possessions. Um, and, and so Francis, he, he points out kind of very astutely that, look, our society today, we have very much a disordered relationship to God. Most people do. And it's no coincidence that we have people that either eat too much or they eat too little. People who suffer anorexia, bulimia, people who are obese. Um, they're not in, in moderation to food. They're not seeing food as a gift, but they're enslaved to it. Uh, so it's not about the food itself that's that's bad. It's, you know, that we're either consuming it so much uh, and in a hurry. You know, I mean, Francis also makes the observation, you know, a lot of people eat alone or they, they don't eat healthily. Um, or we see it, you know, as as a means to bring us closer to God, to enjoy really the, the joy and the fruit of the earth. Um, so anyways, this really resonated with me, uh, you know, the, just the relationship to food. But so this is what Jesus is trying to get the Pharisees to understand. Look, it's not about like the uncleanness of the, the, the jug or the, the kettle or the bed. It's, it's your relationship to this thing. And so the Pharisees have an overly negative view of God that the sense that like they always have to be purifying themselves because they're sinners, which means God is always displeased with them. And so they have to get in right relationship to God. So they do these things to the extreme, following all these laws, thinking, okay, that'll make me justified in the sight of God. Because again, their relationship to God is disordered. God isn't merciful to them. He's not a welcoming parent. He's not, he didn't bring them in this, into this earth and out of joy and, and delight to share the goodness of the, of the Trinity, but rather in their view, God, they just happen to be on this earth and now they've got to kind of work their way up to God. So it's helpful for us to examine, you know, not just with food, but, but all things. How, how is our relationship to these things? How is our relationship to God? If we struggle with it, well, don't worry. We have, we have the means to salvation. It's Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Open your heart up to him. Amen.